yeah, I know, but I'm a human being. I was built for marriage. I just have better self knowledge. I was, I was, I'm a human being. I was built for tough as soon as I was born. <laughs> I was built for tough. If you, if you, anonymous Catholic publishing company, don't want to sign my boy, then you better believe that during Ford Truck Month this year, we're going to pull up and we're going to get rowdy on your front steps. Okay. <laughs> You, somebody's not going to have a happy Honda day. <laughs> That's okay. true. It's the Toyota-thon, more like Toyota-gone. Okay. That's right. pretty Let's good. <laughs> keep going. Thanks. Yeah. We already did We already did that bit about uh, Jack Skellington hopping down the Labor Day tree and getting 0% APR on a, a Toyota. Which is still funny. Corolla. It's still really funny. It's really good. <laughs> There's one door that just says Toyota-thon. <laughs> welcome to the crunch the only podcast that can make a citizen's arrest it's your boy ethan and i'm patrick (laughs) how you doing i'm doing good thanks for using it i was like just off the just off the now sometimes you have jokes that are funny too I do. Listen, the, I don't. I, you I, haven't used any of the original ones that I pitched to you when I pitched that bit. No, I got. We got to save those for a rainy day. Fair. Enough. I I don't podcast with schmucks, so no. It's it's just a, one of my <laughs> I only eat dinner with them. One of my base rules. Uh, what's been going on? How's your week been? Okay. First of all, week the week's been pretty good. Okay, I, I I've had some great. I had a great conversation with Brandon McGinley. Um, we met on uh, Monday. I'm so jealous. We chatted. He lives nearby. Is he, we got we. How tall is he? He seemed like a tall he, man when I was reading his. You know, book. we sat we sat at a uh, a standing table, so I yeah. was, like I wasn't at a good place to like get advantage of his height. But I I'm I'm I, I thought about it after we left. I was like, I forgot to clock his height. I'm just kidding. I didn't think you that did, at all. Was he shorter than you? You're pretty tall. I don't remember. I don't, I don't clock you're people's s- height. You're six two. You should be able to know whether if a person's taller than you, that means like holy crap, they're tall. Okay, I nothing. Nothing in my head went. He's taller than me, okay. so he's short. He's about either the same height or shorter than me. Okay, you know, not as impressive as I thought. But we went. <laughs> we went to this. We went to this restaurant that's that that serves gourmet grilled cheeses, mm. and he pointed out that he 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 pointed out the the astute observation that at, at some point when you put enough things on a grilled cheese, it ceases to be a grilled cheese. Yeah, what is and it? And it just becomes a, a sandwich. sandwich. That's it. Is funny. Yeah. <laughs> so I got I got a grilled cheese. It was like it was like a gourmet grilled cheese with with two hamburger patties on it. I'm like, then what makes this not a ham a cheeseburger? What makes this a a, a grilled cheese? A gourmet grilled cheese with steak and lobster inside, <laughs> right? A gourmet grilled cheese with steak and lobster, no bun. Thank you, no cheese. <laughs> Can I get a gourmet grilled cheese with a with a chicken taco inside? <laughs> Can I get a boneless grilled cheese? Can I get a that's a grilled cheese without the crust. Yeah. Are the bo- is the crust the bones of the sandwich? The crusts are the bones of the bread. Everybody knows this. <laughs> this is yeah. really going to mess up my vegan diet. <laughs> anyway, so you so if you're you, vegan, you can't eat grilled cheese. You hung out with Brandon McGinley, which is awesome. Yeah, and we we talked about philosophy, we talked about uh we talked about the separation of church and state. Mm. We talked about if you missed if you missed last Wednesday's episode, we also talked a little bit about that new polity organization that's that's going on. I'm 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 excited for where that's headed. 
it's a good it's a good group of people they got they got it's a bunch of really great brains all standing adjacent to each other talking i would like i would like to be invited to the brain party (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) if you can come thanks that really got you i think i think i think the if you if you were to come to one of these to one of these meetings like the meeting that we had it was just me and 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 a friend and like the guy one of the guys who founded Uh uh-huh the organization. If you came to one of those meetings where we just sat and talked about like church and state and politics and like social justice and all this stuff, I think it would have the same air as like you coming to my class that one time. Yeah. And just raising your hand and just asking a question. It's like, sorry, I don't know if this is a stupid question, but it. What does that mean? Like, That's I mean, not what I did when I was in your class. I think I think this. You know, just a, an off the, off the cuff opinion that turns out to be really very wrong. astute. Oh no. Okay. No, no, no. Very very astute. I would love to hang out with. I would like to one ticket to the brain party, please. Just send it, <laughs> send it my way, and I'll be there. Um, oh man, that's cool though. I'm glad you had that experience. Yeah, it was it was good, and 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 it was it was a good way to spend. We talked for like two and a half hours. That's I was amazing. totally expecting it to just be like an hour, but we we did you tell we him talked about a lot of good did stuff. Did you tell him that I loved his book? Oh yeah. Does he know? He knows that I loved his book, right? He knows. Okay. He knows. He knows my name. He knows your name. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> so. Besides that, my week, my day today began strangely. So say less. I <laughs> say less. I, I I walked out of my house at eight o'clock in the morning, which is a normal time to leave a house. Okay, and that's important. I walk out. So my my apartment complex, I, the building, I walk out and I see this whole. It's a it's a wide open parking lot. It's not like a parking lot with like trees around mm-hmm, it. Okay, it's mm-hmm. an open parking. Just lot. Just a lot, and it it's a lot, and in, it, it's not a lot, but it's, it's a lot. lot. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the, it's it's there's a there's a dude in the row of cars that's like right in front of the two buildings. In view of all of the windows, he's facing away from the windows, at least, standing right in between two cars. One of them is pre- presumably his, and he's just peeing He's on just the whizzing ground. it. He's just whizzing. He's just peeing on the ground. Oh, no. Now, I held the door open because I knew that if I let it close, he would immediately turn around yeah. and get scared. I didn't want to spook him well, while he was Because then he would turn and get it on the cars, and that's, I know. we don't want that. <laughs> because if he's, if he's the kind of person who's thinking... You know what would be a good thing for me to do right now? Pee on the ground. He's definitely not thinking I better control this stream. You know, right. he's not he's not he's not putting two and two together, yeah. right? And so what's funny is he obviously had some semblance of shame because when he's done, he's like, you know, he only two shakes, uh-huh. you know, he goes, yeah. <laughs> he like zips up, he only it's a zips up. Podcast. <laughs> Sorry. And, and well, I mean, I mean, we all this know. This is in front of a bunch of families. Yeah, that's true. And, <laughs> and he turns he like he gives a little like once over the shoulder and that's where we make eye contact and I'm just like dude dude just like that's all I said I was like dude and he like gets back in the passenger seat of the car and so I'm like this guy was waiting for somebody who obviously has a key to an apartment so why didn't he go with them into the apartment or why didn't he go to the woods behind the apartments to pee if you really had to go that bad and I had to text Phoebe. I was like, "Hey, Phoebe, avoid the parking lots, the parking spaces right in front of the mailbox because you some might dude slip. just peed. You might slip, <laughs> and you know you don't want to be stepping in people's bodily fluids during a global pandemic. You know, yeah. Because if this guy, this guy <laughs> do, obviously do you, didn't wash his hands. <laughs> when there's not a global pandemic, on the other hand, I just like singing in the rain. I'm splashing through. <laughs> <laughs> like, never mind. I was gonna make like Trump and Russia. Uh huh. Ugh. So, 
yeah, it's, uh, I was, I was, it was, it was, it was weird. I like drove, I stopped by the, um, the, like the leasing office and I was like, Hey, so I just saw some, it was really funny. Cause like, again, when I got into my car, his, I'm assuming girlfriend, this is not something that a man with a wife does. Yeah. And he, he, she gets out they're driving away and like, I'm right behind them the whole way. And like, they're, he's like, like looking behind and I'm like, I, I'm here. What do you, I'm the guy who saw mm-hmm. you pee. Mm-hmm. That's me. Yeah. I'm the boy. <laughs> and he, they just keep, I'm, I don't know if he told her if she's like cool with that. Um, I wouldn't be. <laughs> And so I like pulled into the leasing office and I was like, hey, hey, uh, can you guys like send someone to like hose down the parking lot? <laughs> because like, I don't know what to do. What do you do? Or at the very least, get anyway. somebody who, you know, their pee is going to be clean and just go over it again. You know, just one yeah, more yeah. time. Well, I mean, just cover it. I up. mean, we, we, you got to disinfect it. You know, yeah. it's like my, my only thing is my only thing is you got to, you got to always assume virtue. You, you must you have gotta seen assume it somehow. <laughs> You gotta assume virtue. You gotta assume that maybe he you has know, you a know, jellyfish stung the parking lot. That's what happened. <laughs> Jelly, a jellyfish. <laughs> the parking lot got stung by a jellyfish. Maybe he has one of those diseases that they show like dads at baseball games are like, I can't enjoy this time with my son because I gotta pee so much. Like maybe he has that, and he was trying to enjoy he needs some asparagus. He was trying to enjoy his time with his son in his pa- in the passenger seat of that vehicle <laughs> while the son drove. My, I, you handled that much more maturely than I would have because i would have walked out the door and be like hey boy <laughs> that's oh man yeah and just like scare just him scare the him. problem is the car the car right next to him <laughs> i know was this like was a disabled spot and it was like this sweet old lady who parks there it's like her designated spot and i didn't want him to get pee on her white car yeah it would stain would it i don't know how that probably. works probably yeah I mean, P is P, you know? P is P. It's true. And I'm just, I know what's going to happen. I'm going to forget, and I'm going to walk across that spot to the mailbox he's gonna, when I get home. He's going to wait for you. He's going to be like, who's that guy? Who's that guy that caught me whizzing? Because I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna get him. Oh, he's going to get his. I know. So yeah, he's gonna be, it's my fault that I walked out of the he's door. He's going to be <laughs> waiting in the lot. He's going to see you come back and be like, that's the guy. That's the guy who caught me whizzing. And he's going to follow you in. You're going to go to your apartment. You're going to shut the door. I have a wife. Hey, honey, how was your day? And then you hear this. I don't You hear this. hear this pitter patter. Like, is it? We say on the podcast. I'm going to edit it out. Oh, okay. Okay. And you hear this like rain. It's like, is it raining outside? It's like sunny. What is that noise? Open the door. It's boy. So you're going to bleep out each individual usage of the word. They can't see. Stop saying it because then I have to. Keep you have it. to edit this podcast. I know. <laughs> and I have to go camping later. That's where it's okay to in public. That's true. So, stop saying um, it. <laughs> <laughs> so like, here's, here's the thing. I don't know what kind of person does that at all, but, but I also don't know what kind of person does that in an open parking lot at 8am because that's when everybody leaves their houses. So like, Everybody's going to work at 8 a.m. So like this, if this is happening at two in the morning, there's no questions. This is just fine. Yeah. It's like it's, you obviously had a tough night. It's daytime. To be fair, I have when I was How at Mardi Gras. How much water have you drink already? Drinking already? You don't seem like the kind of guy who gets up at 6 a.m. to go running. Right. When I was at Mardi Gras, I did have to pee in unfortunate places, but that's just like a yeah. an occupational hazard. So I kind of maybe get this guy. But, uh, 
Pittsburgh is a hard place to live. Let's just let's leave it at that. You know, there's a lot of stress right now, a lot going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The uh, the pirates, all of, those all those rivers, you know, all the those, running water, the it just you bridges. Know, you gotta go. Yeah, this is why they call it the city of P. That's why the that's what they call it, the golden triangle. That's why they call it Peberg. Peberg, <laughs> <laughs> the golden. That one of the names for one of the nicknames for downtown is the golden triangle because of all the golden bridges. Mm-hmm. So that was a little bit of backstory for the joke that I made. That's pretty good though. Thanks. Uh, golden shower. So. The, I already made that joke with okay. Trump in Russia. Great, great, great. <laughs> I'll tell you another story. Not as good, but still, it's comparable. Okay. Maybe it's not. There's no. Uh, there. There's no fluids in this one, so it's not I, really. I was so. I was one of those things where it was like I walked out and I was like, "Haha, that guy. Look, that looks like that guy's pee. Oh, he's, <laughs> oh, pee. he's pee. Like I like thought he was like emptying a water bottle. You know, just in an unfortunate stance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had a an event at my home. A small mm. gathering, a safe gathering, to watch the NBA Finals game on Friday night. We got a projector, put it up on the screen. We were in the backyard. People were distanced. It was great. Had some food. Had some alcohol. Uh, the alcohol does not play into this part of the next part of the story. Uh, it helps I'll, disinfect the insides of all the people. It does. So a lot of people came, and the soccer team was there, and they were having a great time. I have a pull-up bar in my house. They're athletes, and so they're like, but you can't do this many push-ups. Or but like they're soccer ups. boys. They don't use their hands. They, but they're also kind of meaty on their arms, there too. And they're they're kind of jacked. And so, this one guy was trying to max out and just do as many as he could. And I wasn't there, so <laughs> I don't know any of this is happening. I'm out in the backyard. I'm socializing. I'm having a good time. I'm drinking. I'm drinking a water and I'm smoking a cigar. I'm having a great time with my priest. He's smoking a cigar. We're, we're all just. It's really just very fun time. They come outside. They say, Ethan. I said, what's up? And they're like, don't be mad. I was like, well, first of all, I'm already <laughs> upset. You've already, you've already done it. You've already, you've already made me mad. What happened? What's going on? And they're like, it's okay. It's really okay. It's very, you're, you just watch the video. Just watch the video. So I see a video. It that, sounds not okay. <laughs> it sounds not okay when you come out and you say, don't be mad. They show me this video of one of the soccer players doing pull-ups. And it's a 30 yeah. second long Snapchat. Like somebody did this on their story and they were just like, look at him just lift. And I was like, Oh, that's so fun. Like look at him go. And he's lifting and he's going up and he's going up. And eventually what happens on the pull-up bar is he kind of like pushes up on like the last rep. He tries to like kip himself up to like get the final, but he like pushes it up on the bar and it comes off of the, of the, what do you call it? The frame. Yeah. And he falls back. And just puts his whole butt into my wall. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's a and giant. a butt shaped hole. There is. is it, so this guy, it's so funny because there's a, there's a shelf. His head barely missed the shelf. So like he fit oh, perfectly gosh. between. Like he did. He could have hit his head pretty bad. And he didn't. Also on that shelf, we have a picture of Jesus. It's divine mercy, which is very funny. Um, <laughs> and he's, he's not Catholic. He's not Christian. Doesn't believe in really anything. He's from Estonia. And so. He was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, he, he wasn't even there. He left. Oh, I am so sorry. I am so sorry. That's Ston- nice Estonian accent. I know. It's very good. But he left. Like, apparently, he just was like, I can't deal with this. I'll, I'll see you later. And so he ra- he ran away. So I was like, I didn't know I what to, to do. My lost sheep. I wasn't actually mad because I was like, well, there's a hole in the wall. Not much I can do about it. You know, like, it, it happened. <laughs> what I want to do is get it framed and have a plaque that says <laughs> the Estonian invasion of 2020, which I think is very funny. Um, but what I did is I, I called him cause I had his number. I was like, Hey, 
like, hey, Austin, can you put uh, can you put Alex on the phone? And I, I hear not, I, they put me on mute. Like I hear nothing for uh, yeah. 30 seconds. And I'm like, hello, I'm waiting. I wasn't actually mad, but like, it's like, where? hello, can you guys pick up, please? I need to talk to Alex. Like I was, tr- I was trying to be really angry. And all the guys yeah. that were there were just losing it. They thought it was so funny. They hung, <laughs> they hang up on me. And no. I, <laughs> and then they call me back right away. And Alex is on the phone. He goes, hello. I said, did you put your butt through my wall? <laughs> where did you go? Get back here. Like I was trying to just yell at him and. Uh, he was like, "I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to." I was like, oh, I'm, "I'm, I'm just joshing. I'm not mad at you. Like, it's fine." <laughs> um, but he put his whole his whole body through through my wall, and I've never had to fix drywall before. I really hope my landlord doesn't listen to this, but I will fix the drywall. We're gonna learn how to do it. The whole team is gonna come over next week, and we're all gonna learn how to fix the drywall. Uh, nice. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. So that's the biggest thing that's happened to me this week. Um. I'm just petting my drywall right now. It is very dry, and yeah. it is a wall. The only other thing that's happened to me that's of note is the other day I was going to play ping pong at the Newman Center. And you know how sometimes you like are trying to get somebody to hand you something? And you'll be like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can you know. say I've been there a few times. And you'd be like, oh, beer me. You know, like hand me a beer. Yeah. Well, we were going to play at ping pong. And my teammate, Sam, said, hey, Ethan, paddle me. And I was like, Sam, that's not something that you could say. <laughs> we were going to play with the this donor. Is not a, this is not a fraternity. We okay. were going to play with a donor that like gives all the money so that Focus can be at the University of Tulsa. And just walking right by her, Sam goes, hey, Ethan, paddle me. And I'm like, Sam. Sam. Sam, no. You dude. can't. <laughs> dude. <laughs> that's just... it was, it was Sorry, great. it got warm, so I took off my That's flannel. okay. You're allowed to strip. Yep. I'm wearing a white T-shirt. I don't usually wear white T-shirts. It's it's a uh, not a bad look. Thanks. So that's that's all the stuff that's been going on with me. About to go camping in about an hour and a half. That's good. Very excited. Mm-hmm. We're camping in a monastery. Hold on, in a monastery? At a monastery, like at the grounds. At. Yeah. Like oh, okay. Around have, a monastery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have special your prepositions, right, my guy? Sorry, I said at, but oh, maybe I stumbled over my words. It's been known to happen once or twice. Uh, can, Tony, can we play it back? Can we play back? Play back, this? Tony, real quick. Uh, but yeah, so they've got a nice little camping spot. We're gonna take some guys out there. It's gonna be very fun. Sam wants me to get up at five fifteen tomorrow morning and go to Matins, and I told him, "No, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to do that." How are you gonna wake up at five in the morning outside? There's no. There's no alarms outside. There's no alarm clocks. There's the birds. Ah, an alarm cock. <laughs> I wish you guys could see his face. He's like trying his best not to laugh. <laughs> He's turning bright red. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, do you have any hot takes? <laughs> That's why they call me Rapid Fire Pat. No, they, they don't call you that. <laughs> Nobody calls you that. Uh, not when you're around. All right. Uh, all right. Um. So. This one has context to it, and so I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try and pull up the context. But are we yeah, in the hot? hot are we in the hot take time machine right no, now? No, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta play the bumper. Welcome to the hot Welcome take time the- machine. <laughs> <laughs> it's uncanny how we do that every time. Welcome to the hot take time machine. The only part of the show where we don't have a bumper that was made by someone in our audience. So if you made the bumper for the Doctor Ethan's Dating Corner section, maybe you should make a bumper for this section. Patrick, take it away. So. This tweet comes from 2015. It's a true hot take. Oh, wow. Uh, 2015. 
You either die fighting the trolls or live long enough to see yourself become one. Oh. I'm trying to pull up the... Uh, what's the What's the reference here? The con- the context... Well, the, the reference is obviously Batman. Well, but yeah. the, uh, the context is a tweet. Uh, hopefully it's not one of the ones that's been deleted. Oh, someone said, I usually just ignore the trolls at Catholic Classy. Uh. So then I then I said, I usually just... I, I, you either die a troll or something. I think... I think he was calling me a troll. Oh. Yeah. Catholic Classy mm-hmm. was calling you a troll? No, 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 no. The uh, Catholic Party was calling oh. me a troll. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, uh, so yeah, we, uh, I, I was being called a troll. Um, there, it may have been one of those, like, fights. You know how, like, there's priest DM and there's the mom's DM? Yes. Do you remember when there was like the Catholic Young Adults DM? Is was that exist? It was like the Catholic College Student DM, and then it got some Catholic High School students in it. Oh, you remember that? No, I don't. You were definitely a part of it. We oh, went great. like we went like in and out a couple of times because we were too cool for it. Because we had a podcast. It was it was the same it was the same group of people that got mad because we we started a podcast and stopped hanging out with them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now I know what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, so it was it was that. I think I think it was, we I think everybody was getting in a fight, and then I was just making jokes, and someone was like, "Wow, I can't believe you would joke about receiving communion in the hand. This is a serious topic." Everybody just needs to uh, calm down. Everybody five years ago needs to chill out. Everybody, okay? everybody <laughs> needs to calm down. Something that uh, Father Harrison said, and something that maybe Michael Gormley or maybe Luke Carey said. Hold on, reference more podcasts. Sorry. <laughs> something that Joe Rogan said. Uh, Father Harrison was talking about video games in the last, clerically speaking, and about how they're yeah. boring, which is a take that I wholeheartedly agree with. Yeah. Luke was also talking about how social media has gotten to the point where it's boring, and that's just a, another take that I agree with. And I think there's a, there's a reason for that. It's like kids, when kids are walking around, they'll do the same thing over and over and over again because they think it's fun. And that's what mm-hmm. kids do. Adults don't, don't do that. We don't, we aren't looking for entertainment by doing the same thing over and over and over again. And so I think the problem is people, the people, reason people got upset on the Catholic young adult DM was like, you guys are doing the same thing over and over and over again with us. Why are you doing something different? It's like, yeah. well, we're trying to grow up. <laughs> You know, so we're also not trying to do the same thing everybody else is doing. Exactly. Because that's where innovation happens. Mm-hmm. And it's like. This is this is where I got in trouble with Bonaventure's book club because it was too similar to something else. And yeah, it's like we often try to just I think it's something that's unique to ca- the it's not it's probably it's definitely not unique to the Catholic sphere. No, but we try to we try to imitate or emulate without creating anything different like mm-hmm. we joke about we joke about how we ripped off catching foxes yeah but like we do something we do different things than them. oh yeah we're actually right funny. we talk about different topics hey <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> no but it's it's like it's like there's 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 got to be a different thing otherwise you can't you can't do catholic answers podcasts like you can't you can't start a catholic blog that's like we're going to talk about, we're going to talk, we're going to clarify the faith, right? Like we're mm-hmm. going to, we're going to talk about the faith and we're going to talk about why things are right and why the Catholic Church is right because that's been done a billion times. That's been done to death. You have to like, you have to do something different. Um, so I understand what they're talking about. I think another, another aspect, this is a completely different angle there to we go. social media being yes. boring, but I 
was listening to another podcast by an author that you and I have both read at one point. And it was a it was a very interesting secular take. Cal Newport. It was Cal Newport. Okay. <laughs> it was a very interesting secular take on pornography. Mm. So someone wrote into his show and was like, I'm trying to f- focus and I'm trying to focus on my work. But every time I get frustrated or distracted, my mind immediately turns to pornography. Uh. And I immediately like go watch porn. And he's like, yeah, you need to stop that. He's mm-hmm. like, this may sound old fashioned, but you need to stop that. It's like it's rewiring the way that you look at women. It's rewiring the way that your brain thinks. He's like, it's pornography hijacks these. He's he like studies neurological science so that he can understand productivity, which is like super nerdy. But he's like, it hijacks these these uh, these instincts in your brain that make you that that are there for a reason, right? He says evolutionary. We can change it to say these are there for divine reasons. And it hijacks those and it, it, it turns them into transactional things that can happen over and over again. And you go back to it because you know it's going to happen. Similarly, he then takes it to Twitter. He's like, Twitter does the same thing for like the fight or flight response. The people that have a stronger fight response, which is like, which is like the, 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 the righteous anger, which is like a response that's like God-given. It's in us for a reason. We have it there and it's there for a purpose. Now, he says it's not there for a purpose. He seems to think that this is a flaw evolutionarily, which I don't think that could happen because according to evolution, um, we can't be flawed. Evolution doesn't result in flaws. It results in benefits. So if we have this evolutionarily, it should be a good thing. Uh, Good old logical inconsistencies in evolution. Look back at Wednesday. Wednesday's episode about evolution. Um, And Twitter hijacks those things. And because because we have this natural desire to be righteously angry about things, Twitter knows that. And it makes those responses transactional. So we know that we're going back to hear those, to feel those, those, those responses and to, and to, to get angry and feel like we're a part of a tribe, you know, all that stuff. That's my secret, Pat. Yeah. I'm always angry. (laughs) The Incredible Hulk was on Twitter. Most definitely on Twitter. Would you like to hear my hot take? I would love to hear your hot take. It's from October 5th, 2016. Ooh. I don't like it. I don't like this one. <laughs> <laughs> Does this mean I'm going to like this one? This, I'll, I'll give the stats on this one first. Okay. 104 retweets, 368 likes. Oh, it's one of those classic bro homers. Yeah. Walk-off homers. At the very least, a triple. It says here, our generation has the potential to produce the first saint to ever hit the dab. Think about how lit that prayer card is going to be. Oh, gosh. (laughs) 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 How are my tweets from more recent worse than my tweets that were older? How are are you (laughs) such a boomer in 2016? I don't know. Well, how old was I? I was a sophomore. In college, yeah. In college. No, in 2016, I was a junior. In in all... Wait, hold on. When in 2016 was October. this? October. Was this pre or post Hillary dabbing? This was... This was lead, this was the month before the election, so probably. So it must have been post, post Hillary, Hillary dab. Hillary dab, yeah. So you... This, I wasn't this even, was old then. Yes. I'm pretty this sure... This must have been ironic. I'm... It might have been. It I'm, must have been. Uh, We'd like to, let's assume virtue in past Ethan and hope that it yeah. was ironic and not a legitimate real tweet. But then the next day I posted a the picture of Mary punching Satan in the face. 
Oh, yeah. I said, in case you're having a bad day, here's a painting of Mary punching Satan in the face. <laughs> and I think that was earnest. Yeah. Again, not that that's bad, but lots of uh, lots of memes, lots of gifs. Twitter, Twitter has some of these like idiosyncrasies where it's like you can't just post something mm-hmm. that's just an idea or an image that you like. You have to add one of these like in case you missed it or if you, in case you're having a bad day or this wins the internet for today mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Uh, that's it, that's the tweet or one of those things. You mm-hmm. got to do that. Yeah. You can't, you can't just post a thought that you've had. W- Send tweet. I would like to post thoughts. Uh, Send tweet. I'm very upset that I tweeted about the dab. I'm very upset that it was a very popular tweet. <laughs> I still, I still dab. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, obviously. Like I, I still talk about it. I it's have like, a, I have a handshake with one of my teammates where we go, where we go, fist up, fist down, side side, wiggy 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 wiggy, and then dab. Nice. And then it's fun because it's like everyone's like, why are you still dabbing? It's like I'm at the point where I've done it for so long, I can't stop. You yeah, know? I won a dabbing contest in college. I, I remember you talking about it on this very podcast. Yeah, I did that. That was a thing that I did. I woke up with whiplash and I was like, ah, worth it. <laughs> I woke up like this. I woke up like this in pain. <laughs> Patrick. Yeah. Send me to the crunch on that zone. All right. Highway to the crunch of that zone. Gonna take you right into the crunch of that zone. There we go. Was, I pulled away from the mic for you. That was pretty good. Dave, Thanks. Uh, who sings that? Kenny Rogers. Kenny Loggins. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny Rogers. Who's Kenny Rogers? I don't know. Is he a country There's, guy? It sounds like a country I don't, guy. I don't. I don't. I think he's the guy sounds that's like uh, uh, count your chips before you have the money. Poker. <laughs> you know. Count your chips when you're sitting at the table. Yeah, that one. Can I tell you before we get into the topic? Uh huh. This is partially a stalling tactic to think of a topic, but also partially something really funny that my team did. So every week we do a team fun, like we have a, a designated time. For <laughs> mandatory fun. Man- yeah. Well, it's not mandatory fun. It's like a, we're not going to hang out with students. We're not going to work. We're not going to do anything. Like we're just going to hang out, just the four of us and kind of recharge a little bit. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Really needed. You have no idea how much you need it until you're doing it. I'm sure. Yeah. And so every week we rotate and it, we, it means that I get to do fun things like I would never play tennis, but Rachel taught us how to play tennis and I would never make a rope rosary, but Emily taught me how to make a rope rosary. Like they just do different things like because mm-hmm. everybody has different interests and I make them go bowling and play golf because that's what I like. To do. <laughs> and yeah. this past week, Sam did a thing where we had issued a sheet of paper and we wrote the first line of a poem and we passed it to the right. And then the next person wrote the second line of the poem. And then we did that for two stanzas. So we had an eight line poem and right. we voted on one. And then we did it have to rhyme. Uh, it had the option to rhyme. Like you could, you could, you could do <laughs> it like most poems yeah. do. Um, and then at the end we made it into a song cause Sam's very musically talented. And so he like pulled up mm-hmm. the piano and like laid down some chords for us and we recorded it and it's great. Um, I might put it on Patreon if Sam ever sends me the file. Put it on Patreon? Patreon.com slash crunch. But do you want to hear the poem that we decided on? Yes. Okay. Pink peanut butter in my hand. My week old bread tastes like sand. I tried to eat it to no avail. It left me hungry as a whale. What shall I eat? What shall I drink? Did my wife leave me for a shrink? A shrink named Frank, a man of great strength. He probably put the sand in my bread. <laughs> <laughs> that last part doesn't rhyme. 
<laughs> it sounds like it was written by Shel Silverstein. <laughs> oh, but it's so fun. It's like a Dr. Who- Seuss Shel Silverstein collab. Yes. That's like a where the sidewalk end style. Mm-hmm. You know. He probably put the sand in my bread. <laughs> uh, it's just so funny. That's so good. It's I love really that. good. <laughs> We're a very talented okay. team. Anyway. So yesterday I was thinking about the common good. Okay. Okay. A while back I was listening to this podcast called Who Would Build the Roads? Yes. You remember that podcast? It's the libertarian podcast with the guy whose wife that I flirted with. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm glad you remember that. <laughs> All those connections. Yeah. And I was listening I listened to it for a little bit. They only released it like once every other week. And so it wasn't that big of like a commitment. So I was like listening to it. And they they, they would have some interesting discussions. And I was like talking to some other guys at Steubenville who were like super libertarian. And they were like, This is it's like it's very simple, right? Human beings are good people. Like we all are generally good. And so the idea is someone someone joked like the the common the reason why they called it who would build the roads is like a common objection to libertarianism is mm-hmm. like, well, if there's no government, who would build the roads? Yeah. And a common retort is if we can trust private companies to build something that's complicated like a car, why can't we trust private companies to build something as simple as a road? And I'm like, okay, fair argument. Let's discuss this more. And so a conversation I've gotten into in the past with libertarians is this idea that, well, what if a company becomes corrupt? Right. And what if, when, what if exactly, (laughs) this is my point. Yeah. And it's like, well, if we find out that the, the solution is, well, if we, if we find out that, um, a company is corrupt, we're not going to want to buy from them. So they'll go out of business. So they, Uh they're, they, they have a a monetary incentive Mm, to mm -hmm. be good natured. And I was just sitting in my car because I ran out of stuff to listen to, and I was thinking about this argument. And one of the main problems with the with the thought experiment of who would build the roads is we've, we're thinking of solutions to problems that may or may not work, but there's at least there's a solution, which is like a logical fallacy because it's like there's no guarantee that people would do that. But also, I think one of the problems with conservative Christians is they oh. kind of generally believe this idea. Of libertarianism? This at least tenet of libertarianism Mm. that private companies, we should give more power to private companies because even if even if they become corrupt, we'll just stop. We'll just boycott them like we did the Montgomery buses, Mm -hmm. which wasn't a private company. I don't think. But we'll just we'll just we'll just boycott them. Right. And then they'll want to be they'll want to be good natured because they'll lose money if they don't. And I was thinking and I was like, hold on. I said this audibly in my car by myself. I was like, hold on. People don't need to be incentivized towards the common good. It's the common good. <laughs> you should just want what, it. <laughs> you should just want it. And and I, this 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 imaginary scenario where there's a corrupt company but a virtuous society. It's like, mm-hmm. well, where did the corrupt people come from if the society is so virtuous? You know? And then I like watched that Bojack episode where they talk about corrupt companies. And they were like, we're going to show the world that you're corrupt. And he's like, that's fine. The stockholders don't care. Now they know I'll do anything for money and they'll get a return on their investment. And I'm like, oh, shoot. Oh, that's how it works, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter that we all know that the social networks are manipulating people. Advertisers don't care. Right. So they're going to keep making money. Yeah. And there's nothing we can just do about it. No. <laughs> you know? And so 
it's like I think this is uh, I think I think the 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 one punch argument of the libertarian idea of oh we shouldn't have any. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. Any government? This is the, this is the main this is the main thesis, right, of libertarianism. We should have, we should have no government regulations on business because it restricts business. But I think the very idea that companies can private companies can have uh, incentivized interest towards the common good is silly. Now, I also think that it's silly to think that the government is automatically going to go towards the common good as well. What do you think? Is there any way other than the church to ensure that a large group of people work towards the common good? No. No. Okay. <laughs> and this is the point. Okay. Did I jump too far too fast? No. <laughs> okay. But this is something that I've been angry about for the <laughs> you past stood, couple of weeks. Patrick stood up in case you didn't I see stood it up at home. Because th- we 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 were talking about this last week with Dr. Gage. And he didn't listen to it, so that's fine. But we were talking about uh, how we separate science and religion. So we separate natural science and, and theological science. I was just and reading about got, this. Or maybe you were telling me about it. Who was talking, was talking about, about this? <laughs> me on last Wednesday's episode. <laughs> but I didn't listen to it. Oh. Anyway. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. Maybe you were talking to Emma. She maybe. She's very. Yeah, maybe yeah. Maybe she was talking about. Very she's smart, smart lady. Yeah, and uh, we're 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 big fans of Emma on this on this podcast. Huge Emma cast. <laughs> so we um we separate our our thought process when we think about when we think about America when we think about like our state and when we think about the church. But there is no way to ensure that a state will be virtuous and form people in virtue without the church, which is why, and this is my hot take for the day, I don't think a good Catholic can be an advocate of the separation of church and state. Whoa. You said that you didn't have anything on your mind, and now you're out here just blasting through core tenets of the American society. We can't have it. But here's the thing. (laughs) I I would love to do like one of those stupid man-on-the-street things where I go up to people and say, hey— where does the idea of separation of church and state come from? Because nine out of ten, I bet you they're going to say where. Where is separation of church and state? The the Constitution. It's not in the Constitution. I agree with you, but I don't know where it is. I mean, I, you should. It's just not. <laughs> from what I know, it's in a it's in a letter that Saint that Saint Thomas Saint, Saint Thomas Jefferson wrote. No boo. To, <laughs> it's a it's in a it's in a letter that um Thomas Jefferson wrote, and uh, yeah, it's just like. But it's one of those things that we like grasped onto, and I and one of the reasons why we grasped onto it so hard is because that's one of the like core tenets of liberalism in general. The whole liberal idea, the whole liberal project, came out of Europe, and it it needed to eschew the church mm-hmm. from the state because Europe in Europe the church and the state were so intertwined. Right. The only way liberalism could survive if it was a stark alternative to the current order, and so liberalism needed to be. Here's the thing. We're all we're all liberals and we have no idea. Even liberals don't realize how liberal they are. Oh yeah. You know, and 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 we're we're America inherited an aversion to religion that we don't even understand. It's just ridiculous. What 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 don't we understand about it? We don't we don't even realize the the deep cultural ties because it goes back centuries which we don't learn about. 
it goes back centuries that we that we don't learn about to a culture that we don't know anything about and the men that formed this country were from a country that was formed by the revolutions and the upheavals in other countries that we don't know about all of these things we don't know about like we don't learn about the reformation and we don't learn about the renaissance we skip over those we skip over those periods in history or at least brush across them because we can't talk about god in schools yeah you know yeah and then it leads to people when you talk about separation of church and state you're like oh is that what thomas jefferson said that's probably all right then you know yeah exactly nobody ever really thinks about it because on paper I mean, I agree with you. I don't think it sounds like a good idea on on paper, but on paper, when you talk about it, you're like, okay, so people need to go to church and they need to learn about God. And that's good. People also need to build roads. The priests should not be in charge of building the roads. The road builders should not be in charge of preaching. So it like, it makes sense, right? Of like, there are these things in the world that ought to be separated. Um, So when you talk about it and you learn it when you're in seventh grade, you're like, yes, I love it. I'm in. Yeah. But we don't realize what that actually means on a, on a deeper level. And I think it, this is just one example of many examples of how shallow the teaching of history is. It reminds me of this paragraph in Fruity Tootie, the new papal encyclical. <laughs> in the new papal encyclical, Fruity Tootie Fruity. Tootie Fruity. It's called Fratelli Tootie, but. Do you agree that all papal encyclicals sound better when said like Dexter from Dexter's Laboratory? Fratelli Tootie. Fratelli tutti. Didi, get out of my encyclical. (laughs) Get out of my laboratory. Didi, get out of my apostolic exhortation. (laughs) Um, Sorry, go ahead. This is paragraph 13, if that tells you how far I made it into this document. (laughs) Honestly, it's a lengthy It's a long guy, so... He is not brief. No. That is one thing. He has good stuff to say, but it's just like somebody tell him when to stop saying it, you know? Uh, There's this paragraph about history. He says, as a result, there's a growing loss of the sense of history, which leads to even further breakup. A kind of, quote, deconstructionism, whereby human freedom claims to create everything starting from zero, is making headway in today's culture. The one thing it leaves in its wake is the drive to limitless consumption and expressions of empty individualism. Concern about this led me to offer the young some advice. And here he quotes himself. <laughs> Just great flex. Beautiful. You remember when encyclicals used to quote, like, other things, and now they... <laughs> He just quotes himself. They, they quote their own encyclical. Right. If someone tells young people to ignore their history, to reject the experiences of their elders, to look down on the past and to look forward to a future that he himself holds out, doesn't it then become easy to draw them along so that they only do what he tells them? He needs the young to be shallow, uprooted, and distrustful so that they can only trust in his promises and act according to his plans. That is how various ideologies operate. They destroy or deconstruct all differences so that they can reign unopposed. To do so, however, they need young people to have, who have no use for history, who spurn the spiritual and human riches inherited from past generations and are ignorant of everything that came before them. It, like, is actually, it benefits Amazon, right? It benefits Apple. <laughs> it benefits YouTube. It benefits Instagram. It benefits Facebook for you to know nothing about history, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, isn't that just the, the nutty thing? And we think like, oh man, these people, they're giving us, with, with the internet, we've learned, we learn more than ever. And, but eh. because of what you're talking about, of how we just skip over all of these things and we don't understand the origin of ideas, we don't understand why something is actually bad. We're just told that it's bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm still thinking about church and state. 
I want it to happen, I think, but I don't know how to like advocate it in a way that doesn't sound like integralism. Yeah, that's the problem. And what is integralism, Ethan, for all of those folks at home? Integralism is what is this idea that the temporal power should be subject to the spiritual powers, which is mm-hmm. which is true, right? Like things on this earth are not uh, self evident, right? Like everything here comes from somewhere else, and so there's if we believe in a spiritual reality, then we have to believe that there are higher powers other than what exists here. And so there's this idea that the spiritual authorities on earth being the church ought to be in charge of temporal issues, including politics, infrastructure, economy, all of those kinds yeah. of things, which I don't think is the best idea. No. And, and, and it ignores the fact that the magisterium is in a sense, temporal in the yeah, sense exactly. that it is gone at the end of the world. Right. And so yes, spiritual authority should be over temporal authority within the church as well. Um, so yes, that is a very attractive solution. Right. It sounds really nice. By, You're like, what if, yeah, what because, if everything was subject to the Roman pontiff and we had the papal States again and people are like, what Ooh. if, what if John Paul II was the president of the United States? Oh. Great. Oh, because say, can <laughs> you see? <laughs> and saluted at the same time. <laughs> I, <laughs> This this is this sounds great to me a young a young very Catholic uh, young person ideolo- I, ideologically that radicalizes me I'm like yeah I'm totally in like as can as you someone imagine who, on election day you go out to Washington D C to hear this inauguration speech and yeah and the inaugurations that happen on election whatever, day go on whatever whatever, whatever. <laughs> and you're in the very back of the crowd you can barely see anything you just see this little white hat and all of a sudden through the giant speakers you hear young people young people. <laughs> Uh, John Paul II listens to our he podcast. He does. He laughs. He's got to. He has to. He laughs. <laughs> he has that Polish laugh, and he goes to heaven. We go to heaven, and he goes, "Ah, Ethan and Patrick, my two sons. Here is some pierogi." <laughs> I can't wait. For him to, I can't wait to get a, a big old grandpa hug from him when we get up there. You know. Anyway, oh uh, man, he's like he's like holding on to his on his crozier, and his cape is like fluttering in the wind. Mm-hmm. My favorite part about whoever got that picture, it must have been hard because you know that boy didn't pose. Oh, yeah. That guy does not pose for, for anything. He's a humble boy. Absolutely. Anyway, so integralism is a problem. We we're talking about that. I've been thinking a lot about because because you go, OK, cool. So separation of church and state is such an easy ideology to get behind because it's very simple. Hey, here's a big line. Don't cross it. But it leads to the decay of both, because obviously, like I said, if. If the if the libertarian idea is that is that the society the human the people in the society need to be just so that they can rebel against unjust people, then who's going to form them? And then for the liberal liberals, you know, it's like if if the society if the government is going to be just, who's going to form them and what justice is? Because yes, it's true, natural law reveals what is basically good, like at the very base level is good, but it takes a long time to reason that out. And we have divine revelation over here that gives us a shortcut. So how are we going to do that? Anyway, so two two places in scripture where I see the separation of church and state, sorry, the, the integration of church and state. Well done. One is lesser and one is more important. One is on the personal level. The prophet Nathan and King David. King David literally commits murder and adultery. Double whammy. Like two of the biggest bads. Bop, bop, and then, a. 
And then the prophet Nathan, who is in a sense like his spiritual advisor, mm-hmm. right? But not a spiritual advisor. It's it, in the sense that he's someone that's like an official government position. Right. But this is this is actually. It's not um, like King David was playing Civilization Five and he got a little notification that says your spiritual advisor wants to talk to you, and then you can click dismiss. Wait, really? Oh yeah, that's part of the yeah. game. Anyway, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that Marcellinus of of Occam, mm. I think. No, no Marcellinus of. Or of ever, I don't know. What did, there was some guy. He used he used something special ages. to like shave with. Occam's razor. <laughs> that's different. That's William of Occam. I know, I there's just... another guy who lived in Occam. Who, there's only who one person about. that's allowed to be from every important place. <laughs> yeah, obviously. This is, dang it. I'm I'm from Aquino in Italy. I can't be important. Hey. hey. Uh, so I uh, anyway. He his big solution was there should be hired there should be theological advisors to the king. Yeah, that's that's what his as his idea. But this is this is different. Like the prophet is an anointed by God. Different. It's different than the king. He's outside and he's there to personally call out the king On his for crap. his personal failings. Yeah. And I think that's a great thing. I think every every Person. temporal leader oh. needs a spiritual director. And the Catholic Church as the as the my Italian is coming out. I'm just doing the. I'm doing the hand thing. The Catholic Church, as the guardian of the temporal order on Earth, as the in, as the continuation and the extension of the incarnation of the body of Christ, needs to be available to world leaders and city leaders and and state leaders to give them spiritual direction. My the catechist here, Gerald. He's from England. He's he's great. He was when Trump first got elected. Uh, maybe not first, but a couple of years ago, we were talking about Trump, and he was like, "Why don't the why don't the Franciscans just send send a little a little priest over there? He would love it. He'd be like, "Look at my priest. This is the best priest that it's ever had." You know, <laughs> like he'd be so excited to have like a. He's like, I've always. He'll be like, I've always loved the Catholics. <laughs> I've always loved Saint Francis. I've never not loved them. <laughs> this is my priest. Look at him. He's so cute. <laughs> He's the best. You know, he's always saying things to me. I say thank you very much, and then I move on. Uh, and he goes, no, 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 you're not listening. And I say, no, no, you're not listening. You know what I think the Catholics need to do? I think they're great. I think they're wonderful. But what they really need to be doing. I, that's, a, that's a very good impression because he starts a sentence and then he starts complimenting and then he continues the sentence, but he never actually finishes it. Yeah, it's like he read a book that says you need to compliment people when you're going to critique them. Yeah. And then he start, he goes, oh, I'm about to critique you. Wait, I forgot to compliment. I don't, I don't remember what I was saying. Yeah. Um, this is... <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, but this is, ex- I was saying this when Kanye converted or whatever. Uh-huh. I was like, I was like, I actually sent a letter to the LA Congress of bishops. And I was like, listen. How did it go? How did it go? I, I didn't get a response. You never heard back. I was like, listen, you guys need to send like a sister or like a really holy Franciscan over to their house or whatever to go talk to him or at least talk to his wife who's not converting, right? And who is definitely not on board. Right, like she said it publicly that she's uncomfortable with Kanye and being all this religiousness and stuff. And you need to like, you need to accompany them. Like, you need to, we need to be with them, right? And and it's like, yeah, sure, don't don't do it publicly like Joel Osteen did. Oh, I'm gonna bring you over to the church and you can do like a service. What is and it's like all these impressions show. today? I'm really good at him. My Joel Osteen is actually the same as my Bill Clinton. So. Okay, <laughs> so that's kind of cheating. <laughs> Are they both from Arkansas? Um, no, I don't know. They're both from the South. Uh. And the Bill Bill Clinton is very close to George right. Bush. Hey, Laura. Anyway, so I did not have <laughs> relations with all the money that you guys gave yeah. me from my televangelist program. Nice. Buy my That's book. Good. I'm That's Joel Osteen. <laughs> Bye, I'm Joel Osteen. Ah. <laughs> half of 
half of uh, half of your donations go to my teeth. All right. So, uh, <laughs> Joel Osteen is the Chip Skylark of the Christian world. <laughs> <laughs> my shiny so teeth. And the me. other, the, uh, the, uh, the that that that's a point. That's I think I think that's something that's very important. And I think that's an actionable step that church leadership can take. I know they all listen to this podcast. I know it's a very good idea. But the I think I think another another interaction between two people is like obviously King David was receptive to Nathan, mm-hmm. right? Like or is it was it Nathaniel? I think it was the prophet Nathan. It was Nathan. Anyway, cool. Nathaniel is later. Is an apostle. Yes. Yeah. And so an example of a situation where uh the the person is hostile is the interaction between Jesus and Pontius Pilate. Yeah. And I think this is the this is the, the question that Pontius Pilate po- the two questions that Pontius Pilate uh, proposed to Jesus is don't you know that I have the power to persecute you? Mm-hmm. Which is very true. Yeah. The 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 earthly power to an earthly church. Don't you know that I have the power to persecute you? Yeah. And what does Jesus say in response? The only power that you have is because my Father in heaven gave it to you. Right, and then the other question that Pilate poses to him is, "What is truth?" Quid so there's there's a what? Quid es veritas. <laughs> you know that? I think it's quoest. Do you know that guy in the in the movie? Yeah, he's, he's all bald. Yeah, yeah, Pretty, yeah he's guy. got a funny looking head. But anyway, <laughs> and and then here's the thing: is like is like that. That's one question where it's he's closed off the Jesus, and then the second question is is the is the proper question that the worldly power should be. Mm should be giving to should be asking Jesus what is truth because in the compendium of catholic social teaching um the the compendium says the three values of the church in the social sphere is in order truth freedom and justice the the third depends on the former and that one depends on the former right we need truth first and only in truth can we have freedom mm-hmm. and then only only in freedom can we bring about justice right you can't coerce these things depend on you each can't other coerce justice you can't coerce justice you can't you can't be truly free until you know the truth. Yeah. You can't be free from truth. It's freedom within truth. And Pilate asks Jesus that question, what is truth? And then later he say he takes him to the people and says behold the man. He answers his own question later. What is truth? Behold the man. Yep. And so this is this is the proper relationship. In private the state asks the church, what is truth? And then later in public says behold Jesus. And this is this is the proper relationship between church and state. And I think we need to understand as Catholics the this vision of what it's supposed to look like, work towards its fulfillment, and also understand it's going to fail. Yeah, it's not going to go great. It's not going to go great. It's not going to go. It's not going to go perfectly, and people are going to not like this vision. But the point is that there's kind of a we kind of live this this separation within ourselves. You know what I mean? How? We have our own separation of church and state within our bodies. Yeah. As in like how we divide, how we think about things. Yeah. Because Plato compared the human soul to a republic, right? And so like our bodies, the way we govern ourselves is kind of like a state. And we separate our souls from our bodies. We separate the spiritual power from the body. We don't ask Christ what is truth within ourselves. We just say, I think. I think this is good. I'm going to do this or this is what I do. I'm going to do it because what I do, mm-hmm. we don't consult, right? And so I think living that that tension of of the integration of church and state within ourselves is an important first step for us personally. Yeah. And subjecting, like do we subject all of our temporal stuff to spiritual stuff in a healthy way, right? Like yeah. yes. 
going to mass and getting to confession and, and daily prayer and forming your mind and having a Christian community, those should all take priority over other, other things. But if you're never going to work because you're always going to mass, if you're never going to spending time with your family because you want to pray, like there's an unhealthy balance. And so yes, subjecting uh, in a healthy way, it takes prudence and that's where a lot of people don't want to grow in because they just want to go all in one way or all in the other way. Or I got to be all of this. I got to vote for this guy. Or I got to be all in like that. Or my family has to live this way. Or I got to have this TV show on so that my, I know that my people know, no, you don't have to do any of that. It just takes time. Like you're, you're probably not going to be virtuous ever. Well, you can be virtuous in this life. Yeah. You're not going to be perfectly virtuous ever. And I think people put so much pressure. This is the other annoying thing. Can I just have a brief, brief beef? This is this new section of the podcast <laughs> called Brief Brief beef. Beefs. Brief Beef. Every every four years, all these Catholics put out these videos about making sure that you vote well. And, they're like, yeah. and a lot of them talk about the principle of subsidiarity. And it's like, okay, if the principle of subsidiarity is actually true, then you should be making these videos every time I have a local election, not every time yeah. there's a national election. You know what I mean? Because the local election is far more important to me and how I live than the national election. And it's actually like, if you really want to make a difference in politics, that's where you should start. We talked about that uh, a while ago. And so I just get so frustrated because people are like, you got to fix everything with this national election, with this national thing going on right now, you got to figure it all out, right? Mm-hmm. Separation of church and state. We really got to figure out which boomer is going to be the next president. Right. Well, just like the future of how you're going to live, the future of your own virtue, all these things are determined upon this one vote between this guy and this guy. And it's like, actually, no, that's not true. First of all, because of the Catholic principle of subsidiarity, which everybody talks about in their Catholic voting videos that they make only when there's a national election. (laughs) You know, it's just so boggling to me. But and not, the, not a national legislative election. No, a, na- like a presidential. national presidential election. Yes, the thing yeah, that probably has the least effect on your life every day. Midterm elections, nobody cares about. Right. Um, so there's that element of it. But also, you don't have to have it all figured out by November 3rd this year. You don't have to figure all of this out by the time that the Trump-Biden election is over. You don't have to figure this all out by the time... 2024 comes around. You don't have to figure all this out by the time 2028 comes around. We're going to be living and growing and trying to become holier and trying to become more virtuous for our whole lives. And I think there's so much pressure to like, do you know exactly what you believe? And do you know exactly why you believe it? And do you know exactly what's right and exactly what's wrong now? It's 2020. You got to, it's decision time, baby. If you don't figure it out now, you're going to hell. It's like, no, that's not true. These are very complex things and our lives are going to keep changing and keep changing. And I, I think we need to put less pressure on ourselves to have it all figured out now. Like we have the reason that God gives us a long life is to grow, mm-hmm. you know, like we don't have to live for the here and now, like the culture does. We can actually take a step back, slow down. I don't know what this is related to, but. Sounds good. It sounds good. It does sound yeah. nice. Yeah. 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 You want to take a little trip into Dr. Ethan's dating corner? I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. Do you want to? Can I read the one that I found online? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm going to play the bumper right now. Uh, I know it hurts. I'm sorry. All right. You came to the right place, you ding dong. It's called communication, baby. 
<laughs> Welcome to Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner, part of the show where I give dating advice. I found this one on the Catholic Dating subreddit. That's r slash Catholic Dating if you ever want to lose a couple hours. Patrick, I sent this to you, but you don't remember it. It says, how often to shower? <laughs> oh, yeah, you did send this to me. I take a shower once a day, but have no girlfriend. The thing is, a roommate showers every other day and has a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> now, I thought it's good to be as hygienic as possible. And a common piece of dating advice is to take showers. <laughs> is that common? <laughs> However, he says it's unhealthy to take showers every day and got a girlfriend before me, despite smelling a bit bad. <laughs> so how often should you take showers, especially for those in the, relationships? What is the correlation? What is the <laughs> what is the proper proportion of showers to girlfriends? How many showers per girlfriend? My, If I take three showers a day. <laughs> will I get a girlfriend? Will I get two girlfriends? If I take... if A girlfriend and a half. But where does this... This for this guy, where does it stop? You know, like this. My roommate puts his right shoe on before his left shoe and has a girlfriend. I put my left shoe on and then my right shoe, and I don't. I have no girlfriend. Do I need to change? I think you're fixating on the wrong part of yourself. <laughs> like, yeah, this guy. It's like okay, here's what you do: shower twice a day, every day, and if that doesn't work, up it to three times. We just got to keep telling this guy to ramp up the showers. I mean, don't wash your hair every time. Don't wash that. That'll just. I just learned the hair. other day that I shouldn't shampoo every day. Yeah, you shouldn't. I, I've done it once every other day since then. You can condition your hair every day. I use it. I use it two in one. <laughs> yeah, probably that makes sense. That's fine. Um. um Great, great, great I just, question. I, here's, great here's the trick. You just get a wife and then use hers. Mm. Use her conditioner. Mm -hmm. If you get a wife, you don't have to shower at all. No, it's true. You really don't. Is that true, Patrick? No, you just have to, you just have to, you know, be like, okay, I'll be the one that washes the sheets because you make the bed smell bad. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's, right. the, that's a joke. How often do you shower as a married man? I'm pretty much the same amount of time as I did when I was single. Why do you say it's pretty, not really about pretty much as if there's a significant variance? There's not a significant variance. It's pretty much the same. Okay. Yeah. I I feel like I'm going to shower more when I'm married. Yeah. Yeah. I can't really comment on that. I mean, I I don't I don't I wasn't really clocking the difference, you know. Mm. I should start taking notes. <laughs> the point the point is is that the reason why you got to shower especially at night is because you got to at least wash your body cuz then you're you can wash your pillowcase with your clothes, but you can't wash all your sheets with your clothes, you know. I suppose. Yeah. Anyway, do you have any user submitted? Uh, so I do have one user submitted. It's it's now. an update from Fabio. Okay. I also have an update from. I have a short update from. No real questions. The girl. Though? No real questions. Uh, well, this. Th uh, wait. Oh, hold on. No, wait. Just read it. Read it. Read it. Read it. Read it. I read do. It. Secret agent Fabio. Wait. Hold on. You're getting pumped. I have two. I have two questions from. Oh, this is the. the this is the guy who moved 600 miles away from home. I want to start talking to a girl. I'm interested. Oh, wait, no, we didn't. Oh, my gosh. We didn't read his question. He sent in a question and then sent an update. I'm so sorry. Great. Okay. Great, 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 Dear Dr. Ethan, we got, wait, we got this on, never mind. Just Dear Dr. It. Ethan, I just moved to a new area 600 miles away from home. I want to start talking to a girl I'm interested in who's about my age and goes to the same parish. Normally, I'm pretty good in social situations, but everyone's wearing masks and no one, and there's no coffee and donuts. What's the best way for me to introduce myself to someone in these uncertain times? Ew. Also, side note, <laughs> she is often surrounded by her family. 
Any suggestions appreciated. And then he sent us an update. What's the update say? It said, I want to give you an update to my situation. Oh, wait, no, we definitely answered this question because we told him to pull out his intestines. Okay. Um, and spe- <laughs> I wanted to give you an update on my situation. Although I didn't need to pull out my intestines and use them to spell out I love you or nonchalantly try to kiss her through my mask, I was able to meet the girl I wrote about having an interest in, let's call her Elizabeth, simply by introducing myself to one of her brothers, and then he invited me over to his family's house for dinner where I was able to finally meet her and her family. I felt like Dr. Doofenshmirtz because my plan went so well, even though they weren't foiled by an unsuspecting platypus. Anyway, that doesn't make any sense. Anyway, we have been pretty consistently texting back and forth at a surface level for the past three months. What? We've gone on a few dates during that time, roughly once per month, and we have even gone to daily mass together a few times. I'm so glad you don't count that as a date, my man. We are both in grad school full-time, and she is currently living on campus approx 45 minutes away, but comes back home occasionally. First question. How do I know when it's time to make things official? It's time. I don't want to go too quickly. I think it's time. I don't want to go too quickly and ruin the relationship, but I'd also like some clarity about where she stands. Talk to her. It's called communication. It's called communication, baby. (laughs) (laughs) What are some signs I should be looking for that she is or is not ready for that level of commitment when she says she is or not? I hope I'm not overcomplicating things. You You are. are. It's fine. (laughs) It's it's okay. I don't don't feel bad. Second question. I have a lot of time on my hands. I haven't been able to go out with Elizabeth as much. I currently have a very easy job while I'm waiting on my security clearance. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You didn't tell me you were a cop. This changes everything. (laughs) My schoolwork is very easy, and I feel like I need to do something more with my energy. And before you say it, I'm already joining the Knights of Columbus. (laughs) I'm also getting involved as a core core team member in my parish's life team program. What can I do with my extra time? Soon to be secret agent Fabio. Fabio is going to work for the KGB. Wait, which one's us? That's not us, is it? No, that's not us. That's not us? You got tied up with the Russia thing again. CIA? So so is everybody. What do yeah. you mean? Everybody's tied up with the Russians. Give it a month. We'll hear all about Russia again before sooner rather than later. Uh, so to answer your initial questions, is it time to, to advance? Yes. How do I know? You ask. What if she's not ready? You ask. That's the... <laughs> it's called communication, baby. It's called baby. communication, baby. It's the, the number one piece of advice on this freaking pod. Let's say... So it sounds like you're a fit young fella. You've got, you want to be a secret agent. You're joining the Knights of Columbus. You want to be a core team member and you still have a ton of free time. You got to start getting your brain big. Yeah. You got to get a huge brain. You got to get a huge brain. Have you read the catechism front to back? No reading list. Boom. Have you read Cal Newport's digital minimalism? No. I, I, Boom. Okay. Reading if you list. want, if you want to hold on, we're drifting into professor Patrick's book corner. I know. So I'll take it from here. All right. Okay. <laughs> I do think that that's the proper response though. If you got all this time, brain big, brain big, do not play video There's, games. Okay. You got to read two books. One is called deep work and one is called ultra learning. Ultra learning is not by Cal Newport. Who's it by? Um, I've never heard you talk uh, about ultra learning. It's by, that sounds like an anime. Scott Adams? I don't know. Scott that sounds Scott like the guy Adams. who made Dilbert. That is That's the guy, the guy who made, made Dilbert, Dilbert, I think. Uh, so anyway, look up Ultra Learning. James Clear. That's who it is. So Ultra Learning is a book about how to like self-curriculumize. So like it's how to how to create your own uh, learning program, and like it has great strategy. Honestly, every student should read this book. It's so good. Like read all the things that Cal Newport wrote before he started writing about careers. And then also read ultra learning. It's so good. But ultra learning is how to learn when you're not in school with like a set syllabus. You essentially spend 10% of the time finding what you want to learn and finding out how to learn it. And then you spend the rest of your time actually learning it and going back and like checking to make sure your process is good. He has nine principles that are really, really helpful and solid. Um, 
yeah, it, learning how it's a book on how to learn well. So I'm not just saying like, hey, read a ton of books, you know, but like set a goal for yourself. Be like, you know, it's 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 October. You have like you're waiting on your security clearance for the next, you know, so so long time before you start this next job. Say before I start this next job, I want to start. I want to learn how to have a conversation in Spanish. All right. If you're going to go, if you're going into, if you're going into, uh, uh, the Mexican know, military agent work, Oh, sorry. If you're going into the Mexican military, it's going to be very important that you first one, one learn Spanish to get a lot of pesos. I would along this track. I like Patrick's idea. I'm completely shifting. I think you should learn how to be like a bull rider or something like find some kind of task. Okay. You know, like, yeah, reading is good. Learning is great. But you know what's better? <laughs> Lassoing some hay, a hay bale. You know, like being able to do that on command. And everyone's like, "Ooh, this guy lassoed a hay bale." Yeah, that'll Elizabeth. Elizabeth he's like, "Hey, Elizabeth, you want to go? You want to be official?" And she goes, mm, "I don't know." And then you go, "Hold on one second. And you just have a hay bale that you set up before you got there. And you and she goes, "Okay, listen. You, we need to date now. Or like, we you need could, to. Be. Or if you do it around, if you do it around the hay bale." And she's like, that was really impressive of you, but check out this. Go stand f- approximately 15 feet away from me. And then you, <laughs> and then you, you get up the lasso, and then you, and then you pull her in with the rope, and then you kiss her. And she's like, cheek. why is there a tape measure that's <laughs> exactly 15 feet? Why, why is there tape on the ground in, in the middle of this field? Did you come here? No. No. Uh-uh. Then why are you standing on tape, too? I'm not. It's not. Why, why is there a mannequin what? approximately 20 feet that way? <laughs> why are there cameras here? Why is Ashton Kutcher coming out of the cornfield right now? <laughs> the TV show Punked. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. I was there. Uh, so that's what I think you should do. That's great advice. Great advice. Patreon.com okay, slash the crunch. I do have to go. I have to edit and upload in the next 50 minutes. So I got to... All right, next week we have another update. Okay, this is actually a quick update. Uh, so Mel, the guy who was being super uncomfortable, yeah. homie, homegirl brought it up with him, and he apologized, but then in the same conversation made another sexual joke about role play. So he got dumped. Woo! He got dumped. That's what I'm talking about, baby. He did not change. Good. <laughs> well, no. Well, no, yeah. it's good that she <laughs> broke up with him. Yeah, I love that. I love that. We love ruining relationships. I mean, ending relationships on this podcast. Stop, stop running up on the crunch girls. You know, you know the crunch boys about a about a. Make sure that doesn't happen. I don't know. I can't think. I don't of know anything. what it is. Patreon.com slash the crunch. Check us out. Support us mostly for Pat's sake. Um, he needs it. He needs. He it needs real the bad. affirmation. <laughs> uh, I need it too. I just don't admit it, but. I can't wait to go camping this weekend. I'm going to be praying for you all out in the wilderness, out in the middle of nowhere. I need to remember to take my allergy medication. Yeah, please do. And I need to remember to... And the poop pills you brought to my wedding. I need to take the poop pills that I brought to your wedding. Why was I taking poop pills at your wedding? Because you were having tummy troubles. I was having tummy troubles at your wedding. I remember that. It was, it I, was, spent, it was I spent a lot of time in that back bathroom right off of the den. Yeah. At your home. I had to go over that little like dog thing every single you time. You can open it. Yeah, but I just went over it. I got legs. Wow, that's really tough when you got to poop. Got legs. You gotta like you gotta like clench and and spread. You know. It's, you remember that? You remember that guy that had the earring that came by who's in a rock band? Which one? Which guy? There was, there was a couple. <laughs> oh yeah, Ryan, my boy Ryan. Yeah, I think about him every so often, and I wonder about how he's, he's great. Doing. I we should pray for Ryan. I think. 
Send send some up in the chat. Send some for up Ryan. in the chat for Ryan. He seems great. Uh, all right, Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? You are all invited to my brain party. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We will be praying for you, and we will see you all next week. Available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yep. Thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.